Beginning the track, a 52-episode introduction to Star Trek. Hi, Jessica. Hello, Andy. Hi. We can go goofy. That's cool. I'm totally being totally fine being goofy. We're ready to talk about the Enterprise incident. Yes, the Enterprise incident. So, um, this was a really interesting episode for me to edit, actually. Really? Do you want to talk about that before we give the synopsis? Or no, we should say go watch it. And then come back, because obviously, huge spoilers. Well, and actually, I'm also going to say, for those of you that are just joining us for the first time, beginning the track uh, starts at episode one with uh, our journey, and uh, that's usually the best way to enjoy this. So if you've not listened to us before, we suggest you go back to episode one. Yes. Now I'll tell you about how the edit made me feel. I felt like a little boy again. And... Not in necessarily a good way. Like, uh, I don't understand girls and don't know what romance is about kind of Aww. way. And and I didn't even know that that was how this episode made me feel until I went back and listened to some of my somewhat naive comments. Really? About the relationship. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was it that we said that we went over and now, of course, they're going to hear it in a minute. Sure, sure. Well, I just that that I wasn't certain how genuine their feelings were for each other, and I it was it was just this feeling that I had of was this relationship that these two had going on, and we'll get to it, genuine or not. And I think you had a very clear view in your mind. I did. And, and what this did was it brought me back to my childhood, to the first time I saw this episode. I was probably ten years old. I didn't really understand romance and women. That's and my fair. guess would be this is one of the my first experiences ever seeing somebody that I cared about get involved with a woman. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And so some of my opinions might have been formed when I was 10 years old. Right, and right. I really noticed how much I held on to some of my opinions all this way. It was a really fascinating exploration editing this episode. That is actually really amazing because I did watch a muck time or a mock or however you wanted to say that. And it ties into what you've said here because seeing Spock do the, the extremely dramatic, I can't control myself. I had a tiny bit of epiphany about a high school boyfriend that I had and I kind of understood a little bit more where he might have been coming from with his ideas about romance because now looking back I can see the influence of how Spock behaved with his wife and that situation of losing control all the way back in his reactions and I didn't know if I was going to talk about this, but it ties in so much. This is so amazing that Star Trek has affected a generation so subtly because Spock was clearly a hero for this ex-boyfriend from way, way long ago. And for me as well. And it suddenly put into perspective, I was like, wow, that is something I had not anticipated hmm. being able to understand just a tiny bit more of some of the things, <laughs> which I'm being guarded about. It wasn't that bad. It was, oh, uh, no, no, no. Now I'm feeling embarrassed or something. You, like, you don't have yeah. to feel embarrassed. Listen, uh, I, it's so clear to me how Star Trek has shaped who I am. Mm -hmm. Listening to me 
talk about this episode that we're about to talk about was in itself a revelation for me. I mean, we really are trekking in every possible way with this journey. I like words can't express right now. You know what I mean? I, I, I feel I, I had no idea some of the things that I would be exploring, the emotions that I'm exploring. And I'm trying to, to say all this without getting into the episode because we haven't even done the, the, the 10 senses. Right. Why don't, why don't we do that? Let's. Okay. Let's go ahead. Yeah. Because. And give the synopsis. Absolutely. So, so Jessica, it is your turn. Okay. So 10 senses, the Enterprise incident. The Enterprise is sailing along and Captain Kirk seems to have borrowed Captain Pike's crabby pants. This becomes especially problematic when he orders the ship into Romulan space where they are immediately surrounded by Klingon, <clears throat> sorry, Romulan ships that we can't find on our sensors. <laughs> Lady Romulan Commander No Name takes Kirk and Spock hostage where Spock basically rats out Kirk because he's turned crazy. Kirk proves him right by doing an impression of Ahmed the Dead Terrorist and Spock is forced to do the Vulcan death grip. Bones comes aboard just in time to carry out dead Kirk. If you've never heard of the Vulcan death grip, that's because it's not real, and we're suddenly pretty suspicious that there's some sort of mission spy-wise going on. Kirk is fine, and he's given surgery to look like a Romulan, while Spock distracts the lovely lady commander with his Vulcan eyebrows and slender fingers. <laughs> Kirk sneaks about the Romulan ship, giving orders and stealing cloaking devices from extremely bad Romulan guards when a transmission from Spock to Kirk leads to Spock being arrested and his Romulan lady love feeling extremely betrayed. Spock stalls being put to death and Chekhov is able to beam him back, but the lady love tags along in a desperate attempt to, well, we're actually not sure what she was trying to accomplish there. The Enterprise manages to steal the cloaking device and drop her off on their way back to Federation space, but not before Spock gives his lady love a talking to about how it was very real between them. That was very tight. Yeah? Yeah, that was tight. I didn't hear too much run-on going there at all. There was a lot of run-on. <laughs> it's hard to do this in 10 sentences, isn't it? I know. We might want to expand it even to like 12 would be able, because some of these stories are so intense. I'm a little bit worried when we get to other episodes in the future. You know what? I'm really liking the challenge. All right. We'll keep it. All right. Well, then uh, I suppose on the other side of that shimmering sound, we'll be talking episode. That we will. The Enterprise Incident. Yes. I know what you were doing here, and I love it. This is one of the better episodes, definitely, that I have seen. So what was I up to? Giving me something that I needed from the original series, which was a strong woman. This is, I think, the first time we've seen a commander of a ship be a female. And I have to say, who's the actress? Because not only did we not get her name in the show, we didn't get her name, or I didn't notice her name in the credits. I didn't pick up on it. Joanne Linville is her name. Okay. I have to say that her performance, uh, I think she did a phenomenal job because it could have fallen flat in a whole lot of ways badly and i thought i thought she did an excellent job she's got she's got 82 acting credits on uh imdb and she was in like everything in the 70s and 80s kojak colombo uh the bold ones medical center hawaii 50 gunsmoke dynasty and charlie's angel so uh she did the guest star circuit in hollywood for sure wow she's gonna be going on 100 
since I only had time for one Romulan episode, I thought, which one do I want to show? There's two things about this. One, I love the Romulan commander. I love this character, and I really wanted to, to introduce you to her. Uh, and then the other thing about it is the Romulans, when they show up, they always are like the most devious sneaky sneakies out there. Oh, okay. And this one I felt like showed more of the 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 subterfuge kind of nature that they often in, insert. The, the the first one Balance of Terror, which is just a great episode, is basically just a battle in space and it's how each captain deals with their their side of it. That's really interesting because I really she came off to me as extremely naive that hers was a very upstanding kind of way to handle Captain Kirk. I mean, she even says, we're going to take the entire crew back. You guys are going to get let go. Uh, we we are accusing him of espionage, which, shocker, it was. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was only going to hold him. That's It's everything you would have expected of the Federation. Well, we're not, we're not at war with She's them. She's not sneaky at all. We weren't actually at war with them. But what, what she, I mean, her goal was, I want the ship. Mm. Having the captain and caught Spock. and, and Spock. Spock, <laughs> Spock more than anybody else on that ship, if she could get him to defect, yes, and that's what she was up to. And whether or not she was being one hundred percent genuine with him mm-hmm. about her, about the way she was seducing him, mm-hmm. I, I'm still not one hundred percent sure it was all genuine. Really, she was certain. She was certainly very hurt at the end. So there were definitely feelings there. But I also feel like they were both trying to take advantage of the other one, and Spock just won. I did not get that at all. Maybe it's just because I don't know the Romulans. This is first time Romulan introduction, and she just seemed... I was a little sad, actually, at how naive she was. Uh, And even in some of the parts where... uh, like. It's probably why Captain Kirk lets her go in the end, because she had had she been violent or unreasonable at all, he probably would have kept her or sent her to the Federation to be held in the brig, or I don't know what they do with bad guys. But she wasn't bad guy E. Everything could very much have been reversed. And in some of the parts, I was like, why aren't you doing more? Why aren't you more suspicious? They land in your lap, and you just kind of take them in, and then within hours, Spock's like, of course I'll be your little nugget <laughs> and and she's just like absolutely uh which but i got a little thing for spock so i don't blame her i, at I all. know you do <laughs> i know you do are we done with her does she ever appear again not in any episodes they okay. do talk about her in the future and i know that there was a book written about that that references her um actually not having a particularly happy ending because of well she kind of got fooled and schooled by Kirk yeah I could see her going back if he drops her off and that's what he says in the end he's like we're gonna drop you off the next Romulan outpost or whatever he says that was the gist I got and I was like oh she's gonna be that's not gonna be good for her career there's no way (laughs) maybe not she she was taking a shot at something she was she was playing a very a very tricky game trying to get the Enterprise and then when she saw Spock, she went for him too. And maybe she just got a little greedy. I think she got a little distracted. And maybe she got a little distracted because I know some of that was genuine. There were definitely genuine There were definitely genuine. 
Okay, if, if we're going to go ahead and let's jump into this, there were definitely genuine moments and really interesting to me that two races uh, so similar, but she she outright says, you know, as women, I'm not an unfeeling, sterile Romulan. This is not how we behave. There's a whole culture back here that's got nothing to do with that. We're not all warlike either. But the truth is, they're both very intimate in their mind and in their speech. There's not actually a whole lot of touching until that one scene. And even then, well, I don't know what's going on with the whole hand touching thing. It looks pretty intimate, but the rest of it, all of that is just they don't show a lot of emotions. They're not kissing. They're not making out. They're not doing that overt thing. But it's real. And it's amazing to watch Spock and believe that he really, really is caught up in this without any kind of emotion. I just think that's pretty brilliant Yeah, as a performance. Yeah. As a performance, I think it's spectacular. I mean, that is an out-and-out seduction scene, whether it's a James Bond-style seduction scene or it's because, you know, he's kind of spying there. So he's sort of playing the role of, of you know, keeping the, keeping the woman focused on the wrong thing, um, which you wouldn't picture that being Spock's job, but it sure, right. it sure fell to him here and he, he took it on nicely. He did. <laughs> the the kiss that never happened was written to happen and apparently somebody on set decided that and I don't know whether it was Gene Roddenberry or if it was you know Leonard Nimoy or or I, I don't know mm. but somebody said I don't think that that's how Romulans would do it mm, that's and fair. and so they decided to do the intimate touching which is kind of an offshoot of you saw from Jenny to Babel when mm -hmm. they hold those two, fingers, two fingers up. It's yeah. not quite the same thing. It was kind of like the Vulcan salute a little bit mm -hmm. and then touching the two fingers and a little a little awkward in that moment. And then it they, really and then is. They, and they zoomed right in on it too, didn't they? they? Yeah. They made sure that we could see that whole, you know, those two hands and those. So... Uh, shaky fingers was, going on there. <laughs> but 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 the the kind of the the light stroking seemed almost appropriate for those two. It, as as much as it was going to be, yes, it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I do have to say, I think that was one of the most romantic things Spock could ever say at the end when he says, and this was this was my line, this was my Spock line, you underestimate yourself, Commander. Mm. And I was just like, oh, if that's going to come from anyone, it's going to come from Spock and it's going to come with so much more meaning. And I'm going to go with a lot of love. He said that with a lot of love. So I thought that was very romantic. Yeah. Um, when you when you see that last – that's the thing that has me say that it was more than just both of them with their agendas. Yeah. It was more than that. Um, it may have started out that way for both of them, but it didn't end up that way. And then I have to ask you something. When they are having that conversation, I wrote this down because I was like, I don't understand what they're talking about. She says, it was your choice. And he says, it was the only choice possible. You would not respect any other. What does this mean? It, I, I looked at it. I look at it two ways and I don't have evidence to support either way. One is the being intimate with me was your choice. And maybe there was a level of intimacy that we aren't even privy to that was deeper or the other way to look at it is 
staying with the Federation and not being, you know, ruining our possibility was your choice. That makes sense. And I, I kind of liked that because when he says, what he says after that is it was the only choice that respect. you would, I think you, mm-hmm. you would respect. Yeah. No, that may, okay. That makes more sense. She's like, you made your choice. And what you, what she meant by that was he made his choice to stay, even though he was actually being honest when he was like, you know, I've thought about having my own ship. And that could have given him a lot. It really could have. Oh, yeah. No, if he, we're lucky he's on our side. Yeah. Because if he wasn't, he could have said, by the way, um, Kirk's still alive and uh, he's coming over here to steal your cloaking device. I mean, if he had wanted to, he could literally have turned over the Enterprise to. Yeah. He could have done exactly what she wanted him to. But, but he's Spock. That loyalty runs really deep. Right. You saw it in Journey to Babel and you see it here. Yeah, it's very deep. Let's talk for a minute about the special effects of this episode. Okay. And specifically about the Romulan ships, all three of them. Two of which... Look like Klingons? Look like Klingon ships and one of which looked like a Romulan ship. Okay. Now, could you see that there was a third ship that was different? Did you notice that? Because I didn't want to spoil all that for you, but I knew that that was coming. Uh, no. And to be honest, uh, it was one of those things. Like, I know other people get super into that. It's one of those things that I'm not going to notice, really. I was like, they didn't even need to really. T- they could have just said, look, there's three ships. Done the little bloop. And I did. I, I don't care. <laughs> but. I thought maybe there was something, are the Romulans and Klingons connected then? Because they did mention, okay, this Romulan ship looks like a Klingon, and they're like, oh my god, and then it's like, oh, it's just the Romulans pretending to, or not pretending to be Klingons, they look like them. So is there a connection? They actually connected them for budgetary reasons, um, which is oh, really funny. Okay. So uh, they had one Romulan ship that they had made for Balance of Terror, and they, they had it. more than one Klingon ship for you know a couple of other things so it became a a budgetary thing to just use a couple of klingon ships and say and paint little little birds wings on the bottom of them so that they they look like that and those are in the original special effects and then they would you probably are watching special effects from that look modern and fairly up to date. They've been remastered. Yeah, I'm definitely watching the remastered ones. Even in the original, I mean, they obviously had to keep the story continuity the same. Right. So in in the new ones, they they gave us Klingon ships with Romulan paint. Um, (laughs) But uh, three ships and we're surrounded. You had talked about the way the Enterprise flies through space. Yes, on a level plane. Right. And three ships surrounding the Enterprise all on a level plane, which is exactly what that looked like. Yes. Um, They looked a little hokey to me. Thank you for ruining that effect for me now. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. It's okay. Um, Yeah. One of the things I found, and I I think I'll put a link up uh, on our website for this, is 
on YouTube, I found a series of videos that show the original special effects side by side with the new special effects. Cool. So, and, and the Enterprise incident's kind of a fun one for that because you got, you know, you got the space battle, you've got mm-hmm. the cloaking device. Right. So you can go back and actually watch and see what they saw in 1966. I don't know if I want to. It still looks clunky enough that I'm even, even remastered. How bad would it be for? It might be worth watching one. And, and, and I, well, well, you can't see the strings. <laughs> nice. I can, I can see where this is coming from. This is old. The effects are old. Just they had no idea what we were going to be doing with video and effects in 20, 30, 40, 50 now years. It's, it's incredible what we can do now. This episode, holy crap, every time something happens, dun-dun, and then like pan up to the captain's chin. It was so much. Uh, and this, I don't know if I've said this before, but this definitely takes the cake on Shatner's pauses. It was annoying, officially annoying. I was like, why are you pausing in the middle of this sentence? Stop doing that. Oh my goodness. Uh, so it's there. Now it's there. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Just learn to love him. Yeah. Just learn to love him because it's not going to go away. Right. It's not going to go away. But it, and, and what's so funny is, is, um, it's just a, it's just a slower pace is part of the show. And I think some of those pauses might come in because they had the time to take that drama, the dramatic pause. I don't think that that's the reason. All right, well, fine. (laughs) I'm going to go with it was weird, and it stayed weird for 50 years. I can't be alone in this opinion. (laughs) No, well, of course you're not alone. People make fun of it all the time. Kirk was the bad guy. Yeah. First of all, Kirk was a total jerk. Yes. At the beginning of this episode, right? Like, Oh, yes. How how did all of that like hit you? Did you did you believe it? Did you not believe it? Are you so seasoned uh, a, a watcher already that you're like, no way? Uh, I completely believed he was as crabby as he appeared, and I had the realization maybe a moment or two before Doctor McCoy realized because the captain has thrown himself at the thing, which was a decent effect. Yeah, that was a pretty cool effect, right? Yeah. When he he falls back, he hurts himself, and then Dr. McCoy comes in, and Spock uh, betrays him, or whatever whatever game they're playing. That was when I realized, I was like, oh, with the three of them all together in that room, I was like, this is definitely a hoax. Spock's up to something, Kirk's up to something, and I didn't realize until the next scene when McCoy's just like, all right, Nurse Chapel, calm down. Yes, he's alive. We get it. Uh, That... I had had that same realization right about then. But no, I completely believed he was a total Krabby Pants, just like Captain Pike, who will forever be Captain Krabby Pants in my mind. Very connected in that scene. I was like, wow, he's being a jerk. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> he was being a jerk, but under orders to be a jerk. So I guess you got to excuse him. Well, see, here's the thing. I found a tiny hole. It's a little one. Why does he need to be a jerk so far back, like even to the crew so that the logs reflect what it is that, that he's gone crazy with the anger. I don't know. He's depressed. Therefore he sent them out into Romulan territory. Was that strictly for the Federation? Cause it's not like they've established that the Romulans are going to see this and know his logs. Well, 
probably not going to know all of his logs, but if you've got a bunch of witnesses on the ship that are all saying the same thing, he's been acting funny. Right. And certainly, you know, even though Spock was pretty much, probably he was the only other one that was in on it from the beginning. Right. That's what it sounded like. Scotty wasn't. McCoy definitely wasn't. Scotty definitely wasn't. Right. McCoy wasn't until right. he came aboard, until he went aboard the Romulan ship. But there's, and there's a, there's a fantastic moment that I, it's one of my favorite moments for, my favorite Spock moment from this and it's just a look uh when kirk is when they're in the briefing room after they've already been surrounded and and Mm -hmm. three options we can fight we can be destroyed and spock says if we hadn't crossed the neutral zone on your order Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have to make this decision right now and rather than dismiss him kirk gives him this look that looks like he's just shooting daggers and Spock is looking at him and, and, uh, McCoy says something and he immediately dismisses McCoy. Right. Says, you get out. And then he turns back to Spock and the two of them share this look, which when you watch it, knowing what we know now, there, there's only one person in the world that knows that he's still on their side. And that's Spock. And he is looking to him with a, for a lifeline. Mm. And I love that moment because it really shows how alone Kirk has to be in order to make in order to pull this off. I see that they did a lot. I think in this episode, establishing Kirk and Spock together. When Kirk loses it on him, the like shotgun, you filthy liar, is so. I really did like that. Was the one where I was just like, he's crazy. Yes. And it wasn't until later that I was like, oh, he's acting crazy. <laughs> but as a character, I was just like, he's really gone insane because he wouldn't say that to Spock. Like he's, but Spock wouldn't do that to him. And, and it, it was, I was like, what is going on? A little bit. Yeah. That's, that's great storytelling then. Yeah. Because, because if you were able to say, this feels believable to, to me, even though it's not what I'm used to and you went along with it, then, then. Yeah. The turns work, right? That's all I need. Yep. This is where I might as well give the review Uh-oh. because I did do four out of five glittery gold fake Romulan eyebrows. Four out of five glittery gold. Four out of five because I did. I did. I definitely enjoyed this. And those glittery gold fake Romulan eyebrows that he has surgically implanted are... Awesome. Yes, they are. <laughs> like, he looks ridiculous, and it I works. I gotta be honest, this was the first time I really noticed how much makeup they put under his, uh, you know, under his eyebrows, and how dark that was. It, he was glamming it up there. He was, he was very glamorous, and you, you kind of see it actually in other when he's on the ship with the lights, the Romulan ship. His, his eyebrows glitter a little bit more than other Romulan eyebrows. It was a little cross-dressy and fun. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was glamming it up exactly like you said. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so between, between the, the, the tights that they wore in Air of Mercy and now the, <laughs> sure. the glamorous stuff, you're starting to dig some of the, some of the fashion of Star Trek. Well, I mean, usually what I really dig are the inappropriate miniskirts, uh, because they're just so cute. Uh, what was what was the other one I dug about this one? It was oh, it was her dress. It was her evening wear. Right. I love that off the shoulder number. That was cute. The Very black cute. and white dress. You look great mm-hmm. in that dress, by the way. Thank you. You should you should wear a dress just like that. Maybe to a Star Trek convention. Maybe next year. I should cosplay. 
as we'll see who knows other characters I'm going to fall in love with, but I really did like her. It was pretty well fleshed out. I do wish she was a little bit more militant or like just, I wish she didn't get played so badly. Like I wish she had been not given a lifeline, but have made her own lifeline. Like, oh, it doesn't matter because actually this would have been great. Just a little bit of that. Like there's a reason she's in charge of that ship Mm -hmm. and they didn't give that. Like she fell too hard, too fast. She got fooled too quickly. Anybody who's that naive wouldn't be the commander of a ship. I wish they would have given her something else so that she didn't end quite so badly because I didn't think it was believable that her as a commander would be quite that naive or unprepared. The place where it went off for me was when he started to beam away that she ran and grabbed onto him. And was that love? I mean, was that, I really want to be with him? What was that? No. That was... How does she end up on the Enterprise? uh, Well, what I took away from that was she can't let him go. She just took something from him. So she's going to follow him back and get it back, like her intention. And she just didn't have any weaponry or strategic thinking at all. (laughs) So that's what I got out of that. Was to try and, you know, okay, well, let me see if I can... I don't Who knows? It happened so quickly. You know, that moment was there so fast. And I think she kind of made that spot decision. Right. Um, maybe without thinking. And whether whether it was the right one or not, uh, who knows? I think that was kind of her last thing. Because if he gets off this ship, she knows his compatriot is off with their cloaking device. What is she going to do then? Mm-hmm. She's really, really lost. Maybe there was that there was that hope in her brain. Like, if I grab onto this, who knows? Maybe I could get Spock in a position over there and I can do something. She really ought to have had a weapon on her. I mean... Well, she was in that dress. Well, maybe if I do do that dress, I'm going to have like a little phaser. I'm not going to be as unprepared as she was. Jessica, armed and dangerous. That's me. <laughs> Were we the bad guys in this episode? Yes. We really were, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Without a doubt. And under orders to be. Yep. The the bad guy. So yep. that's new. That's something that's a little bit different from, from what we normally do. And we're just, you know. Is it, though? Really? Is it? I don't know. I have this idea that this story told from any other alien race, the Federation would seem a lot like bad guys. Let's be honest. I would think so, too. Just in my eight episode nine eight eight episodes of watching they are not as peaceful as they like to think that they are they're not Mm. as loving and giving there are some moments where i'm like that was a shining example from a human but they're kind of rare anyway yes i think yeah we were totally the bad guys in this episode unprovoked bad guys sure i i think so too i think that we we went in with a specific a specific intention. We got it. And we got a little bit more than we wanted. We ended up with the Romulan commander and those two guys in the brig. Who they never talk about again. Who they never talk about again. One of which is sitting there in his underwear because Kirk has his uniform. I'm assuming they gave him a little jumpsuit or- Put him in a robe. Onesie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They put him in a little red onesie, I'm sure. Yeah, there you go. His had little booties. Oh my gosh, somebody has to make those little Star Trek, like, uh, night, the, the little zipper onesies with the, the feet on them. <gasps> now I'm going to go look for this. I don't know why I'm so excited, but it just seems kind of awesome. I, uh, if you do any kind of shopping search, somebody has made this. I am positive that you will find a variety to choose from. <laughs> they, they make pretty much Star Trek everything. Everything. 
all the Romulans, by the way, and they were all wearing these amazing helmets, right? Did you see that? The, the, the cool yeah. Romulan centurion helmet? Yeah. So the whole point behind the helmets was they were easier to put helmets on them than to put ears on all of them. Oh, okay. So it was a makeup saving right. move huh. to put them in those helmets that covered their ears, that covered the sides of their head. And yet Kirk didn't have to wear one. <laughs> Kirk, first, he fools a couple. Yeah, he them. does a good job of being like, I'm in charge, and I'll let them know that you did a good job, as you were. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a theory, if you're the one that yells the loudest, they'll all listen to you. I think we've proven that out as humans. It yeah. It kind of worked until he got until he got in the room with the cloaking device when he ran into the dumbest Romulan you will ever meet. Yes. He doesn't even know what the cloaking device looks like. That glance was amazing. Sorry, where were you going with that? I totally interrupted you. That was like part one of dumbness, right? Was was the glance at it's Yeah. Like, I don't know where the he Kirk could have said, I don't know where the cloaking device is, which you just pointed out to me. And and boy, he complied. He, it's that thing right there. What do you mean? What? That? That, yes. yes. Oh, thank you. Good. Yeah. And then it's the drop your weapon. Okay. <laughs> now, all it takes is the Romulan saying something like, take a step back. Right. But he doesn't. Take it over. And, and, and this is my favorite moment of the show. Kirk has kicked the disruptor out of the Romulan's hand. Uh-huh. He's kicked his disruptor away from the other hand. Uh-huh. The guy is kneeling, Uh looking up at Kirk, and Kirk is looking down at him. And all I can think of is Kirk saying something like, when did you realize you were going to have a bad day? And then he kicks him in the head. And I just think that's so fun. Right. Because that guy is just screwed. There's no no other way about it. That guy should not have been guarding anything. Let alone the most important piece of equipment on the entire ship, right? Right. Well, I mean, to be fair, they had guard in there. They had guard outside of there. They had guard. Like, if you're going to talk about security, the Enterprise could afford to do some of that. Are Vulcans incapable of lying? Apparently not. Right? Apparently they're not incapable of lying. They're Because um, he follows that with, and then he lies. It's a, it's a rep thing. Mm-hmm. And it's an integrity thing but uh no no he he lied to them he is is actively engaged in mm-hmm. subterfuge um espionage if you want to call it that i am not um, a spy yeah and there are a couple of times where um he will justify his lying in later times by saying things like I exaggerated or, you know, I omitted. <laughs> sure, sure, Spock. Sure, sure. He lies, but he has to be, all of them have to be honest enough to be able to say, of course we cannot tell a lie. And she just believes it. She doesn't put any like truth serum in him or something. Well, she brings it up. She says, uh, it's a, is, uh, I hear a right. rumor or is it a right. myth that a Vulcan is incapable of lying. Now, when you ask somebody, are you incapable of lying? And they say, yeah, I'm incapable of lying. Yeah. That's on you. Yeah. That's not on me. That's on you. If you choose to believe me saying, yeah, I can't lie and I choose to lie to you. Bummer yeah, on this you. is where I was just like, mm, she's a little naive. <laughs> she's just like, okay. But 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 there's there's a level of integrity that you you just sort of assume from the from the, the Vulcans. from the 
Um, Vulcans. <laughs> Vulcans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get you that. You know, the, the, the Spock peoples. The ones with the funny ears. Oh, we got to be more specific. The ones with the ears. <laughs> the ones with yeah. the ears. But not the other ones with the ears. No, 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 no. Those are different. Not those ones. When the captain actually runs off with like a foam ball, I'm assuming. I don't even know. Okay. It's, <laughs> it wasn't a foam ball. The, a lamp looking what, what, thing. So the cloaking device itself is actually two props previously used in other episodes repurposed into the cloaking device. The top of it is Nomad from an episode called The Changeling. A great episode. And sure, I'll make it a recommendation. We're going to call a couple of recommendations this week will be the, the episodes they took stuff and made it into the cloaking device. Okay. So Nomad <laughs> was in the Changeling and he is a, uh, a, a an artificial being that we discover along the way that um, – Causes all kinds of grief. And uh, then the other episode, the the bottom, that ball, that big giant ball, was the ball that was used in um, the episode Return to Tomorrow, and that held Sargon's consciousness. So Captain Kirk is killed by Spock in this episode, or at least it appears that that's what happened. Yes. And then there's another episode called Amok Time. And we mentioned that too. That's more Spock backstory. You get to meet his bride uh, and attend his wedding. All right. So he's a married Vulcan. Well, are they all married? Well, you got to see the episode to know to know what all happened right. there. And and you know, is it on our list or it's not? Because no, if they're recommendations, they're not. It's on not. List. This is one of my recommendations right. for the week. And uh, there's too many episodes, and there's a lot of episodes, and not and, and I will tell you that there is a very very powerful. There are two very powerful female guest stars in that episode, actually. Um, oh. Yeah. Wow. In fact, probably the most powerful guest. One of the most. Oh, I can't say that because we got an episode coming up in a couple of weeks with Edith Keeler. Hey. All right, I'm just babbling now. Let's not even worry about any of that stuff. How dumb are the Romulan doctors to be like, he's paralyzed, but he took it as no life signs? I think we took a few liberties with 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 the storytelling, where they probably could have made it more technical and explained it a little more. It wasn't needed. But it was it really wasn't, right? Like, like, okay, I got it. We got we got away with it. And thank God, because there are other ones where I'm like, no, you don't get to get away with that. <laughs> there really there really are. But yeah, this one works. And, and I love McCoy's you're lucky you didn't start an autopsy. Right. Which which is like, oh, hadn't thought of that. Let's talk about the way Spock fake kills Kirk. Yes. Because I really liked the face thing because it had the whole nerve grippy. Definitely same, some the stuff same. going on there. And then he just goes in and boop. He booped Kirk to death. <laughs> that was fun. It was the nerve pinch. Boop. And probably a little of that mind meld going on there too. Boop. You know, to convince Kirk's brain to shut down or whatever he. Boop. Whatever, whatever he did. However, however it happened. Boop. I will say that the whole he's dead thing has no impact because I don't believe for a second that Kirk is going to die. Not like that's something that goes on in TV shows today. Thank you, Joss Whedon, you jerk. I mean, do you remember how pow how much flack he got for killing off the character? Like he introduced the character in Buffy in that first episode yes. as a legit character and then boom. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> 
that if you haven't seen Buffy yet, <laughs> like, and then just immediately kill them. And then we won't even go into Firefly fans know how I feel. Uh, but there's a whole lot more willingness now to just drop dead a character. And it's very powerful. And I don't believe it from shows from the 70s or 60s or 80s. Well, hmm. Okay. Um, we'll see what happens in our future. No, somebody's going to die. I don't want them to die. I know. <laughs> see how I just totally reversed that? See what happened? <laughs> no, don't die. When Kirk has his anger breakdown and says, I kill you, it sounded to me so much like Jeff Dunham doing the Ahmed the Dead terrorist that I'm actually wanting, if I ever corner Jeff Dunham, I want to be like, hey, hey. Did you get that from Star Trek? Because it is very similar, and now you will never be able to watch that scene without being like, I kill you! <laughs> and it was fun. You know what? I might include that in... Uh, yeah, put a little the, link. In the, in, in the link. Cool, okay. Side by side of uh, Captain Kirk being like, I kill you! And Ahmed the terrorist being like, I kill you! Um, <laughs> I, I did not expect that. I know, right? At all. Uh, it was fun. Neither did I. I was like, he's being awkward right now. <laughs> I just, I just love the name. No, I just love the name. I think the Vulcan Death Grip is a fun name. It's a better name than the Vulcan Nerve Pinch. But like the Vulcan Death Grip, really? Like if you don't be careful, I'm going to Death Grip you. I mean, that sounds like a Bruce Lee thing or Jackie Chan. Uh, it sounds like, um. It sounds like a Kill Bill thing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the fi the five-finger Vulcan death grip. Yeah. The f yeah. <laughs> the, the Vulcan death grip exploding heart technique. There you go. <laughs> yes, that's... It's essentially the same thing. <laughs> Let's talk about next week. What are you having me watch? You haven't mentioned it at all. Yeah, so we have four episodes to go uh, in the original series, which is bittersweet for me because, you know, I'm excited to move on and I love these guys and gals. So, uh, but uh, we've got four left. They're all laid out in a nice order. The very next episode that you'll be watching, this one was in the third season, the 15th episode okay. of the third season called... Let that be your last battlefield. Okay. That's a long one. Let that be your last battlefield. Yes. It's a very long one. It's going to make for a long hashtag. <laughs> right. I might have to do hashtag BTT, hashtag last battlefield. Last so, battlefield. There you go. So I am actually going to probably shorten that hashtag to hashtag last battlefield. Hashtag BTT. Hashtag being in the track. Uh, and you can follow along. That will be November 5th. November 5th. At 6, November 5th, 6 p.m. Follow along if you want. Or if you want to go back later, if you go to beginningthetrek.com, there is a sidebar with all of my tweets later on that you can, I don't know, get into your brain because they're fun. This is one of the later episodes made, and it was during the third season, which is not the best season overall of Star Trek. The first and second seasons were touted as being better than the third season, but let That Be Your Last Battlefield is not only what a lot of people consider to be a really nice gem, but it's 
this has some pop culture reference to it. This has, there's a lot of people that may not know exactly which episode this is, but when you mention the elements of it to people, they'll be like, oh yeah, that one. Oh, okay. And I think it's incredibly relevant back in the 60s and every year from then all the way up to present day. Okay. I think it's an incredibly relevant episode. So cool. let's hear your prediction for Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. Huh. Let That Be Your Last Battlefield is going to be about, uh, gosh, that's a tough one. It's not going to be a funny one. They're going to get involved in something that's a little bit over their heads, war-wise. and. They're gonna come to the realization. They're gonna they're gonna fight and lose something, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, shouldn't have done that." So I think it's gonna be a regretful episode. A regretful episode. Yeah, of like okay, where they get involved in a fight of some sort. They get involved in a fight. Something happens. Something bad happens. They lose something. They 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 discover something in themselves that they don't like, and then they're like, "Okay." That was never doing Got that it. again. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll watch Let That Be Your Last Battlefield, and we'll see how close you came. And we will be back next week to join you all in talking about Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. Have a great week, Jessica. You too. She was bad and she didn't take... I, we can't say that. We have to bleep that one out. <laughs> she, she was bad... But she was a bad mother. She was a bad member Gemma. <laughs> so you were talking about the Romulan command. So I wish she, I wish I wish she would have never mind. You've lost it. We've lost it. <laughs>